Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. All right, so my name is Brian, and I'm excited to uh, be here to tell you about our Kenya mission trip. Um, But what I'm most excited about is that this group, actually, and all of you and your support of this group actually got to fulfill our mission statement that we had up there a little bit earlier, which is uh, to take Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness into the world. Of course, uh, we do that locally. We do that within the state. But we got to to play or do the piece uh, of taking... uh, Jesus out into the world, and in this case, it was uh, the country of Kenya. So, but did you know that as Christ followers, we have two options when it comes to missions? Did you know that? One is to go, and the other is to send, and there really is no other option. So what I want to do is I want to celebrate all of you all for helping send uh, this team to Kenya uh, just a couple weeks ago. We were there from the 28th of December through the 13th of January. And as you know, we've had mission auctions here that many of you have participated in. Uh, So much has gone uh, on behind the scenes in the logistics of making those mission auctions happen. So many people have offered different things in the auction to be sold so that we can uh, have funds to do this type of stuff. And, of course, many of you bought stuff in that auction. But those mission auctions, in in the case of this trip, only helped with about one-third of the cost. And so uh, this team was also able to do a, a fundraising day out uh, in uh, whatever this area is called out here. I forgot the name. The lobby. And, uh, and you guys supported that tremendously. Um, so we were able to, to gather quite a bit of funds through that. And then also we sent out a bunch of letters because our team, the 11 of us, was responsible for about two-thirds of the cost of this trip. So we sent out a lot of letters as well, and we got a whole bunch of response uh, from people supporting us uh, financially, especially in this trip, but so many in so many other ways. So as senders, uh, can we just celebrate that? Give, give yourselves a hand for helping send us to Kenya. And then I got to tell you, just in this case for this trip, because some of you who are senders this time can be goers next time, right? Because we have two options. But in this case, uh, for this trip, uh, the, the 11 of us, actually there's 10 of us here and one not missing, but the 11 us, of us got to be the goers. And I have to tell you, as a person that has quite a bit of experience in, in the missions field, and uh, we were privileged to go as a family for three years that um, to Norway a couple of years ago, um, but this group was an awesome group. And from start to finish, uh, we just gelled together. We spent a lot of time together preparing, lots of meetings we all got shot with so many things you can't believe uh, for immunizations to get there. Uh, we had to take malaria pills for a couple weeks after. We even had to take a deworming pill. Doesn't that sound good, coming back from Kenya? Yeah. And all the work that, was, that went into the 11 of, of us uh, going, uh, vacations that were spent, time without pay for work. We have six college kids that were part of our group that took time off during their vacation time uh, away from school to go serve others instead of themselves. So... As the goers, will you guys give these guys a big hand and celebrate their going? (laughs) 
So just to give you some context of where we went, got the map up here. If you go to the right of the continent of Africa, actually back up slide, please. Right to the continent of uh, Africa, uh, and you go down to that equator line, just to the right side there is a country of Kenya, right on the uh, east coast of, of Africa. Okay, and you can go to the next slide now. Uh, we flew into Nairobi, so we went from Anchorage to Seattle, Seattle to London, London to Nairobi. It's about 30 hours of flying time, halfway across the world. We flew into Nairobi. It's the biggest city in Kenya, and that's where the international airport is. And then from there, we traveled around the, the Nairobi area quite a bit. Uh, go ahead to the next slide. So this trip consisted of um, basically a home base in Nairobi. We traveled, traveled south to Ilkeo there, you see, where we helped build a church uh, for three or four days. Uh, after that, we went up to the town of Chigoria, which is where Larry and uh, Beth Smith are from. Larry and Beth are a doctor and a lawyer who come from this church in Eagle River, Alaska. And they left a year ago to go serve in a hospital in the town of Chigoria there. So we went and spent some time there and did some ministry there. And then we traveled up to Isiolo, which is to the north there. The further north and east that you get in the country of Kenya, the more Muslim it becomes. So that was a town of about half a Muslim population. 75,000-ish people were Muslim and 75 considered themselves Christian. And so that was quite a different dynamic and a a different uh, view of Kenya. And then we came back down and we uh, visited some other covenant churches uh, that are connected to us there in Kenya. So that's the the big overview of where we went and, uh, and what we did. If you can go to the next slide. Just to introduce you, we're going to be introducing ourselves, the ones that are here. But those that weren't uh, part of the, the group, actually the, the ones that are not here, are Beth. She's there on the left. She is the lawyer part of the, of the couple that is from our church here. And the next slide. We have Larry there at the bottom of the ladder. He's the doctor serving in that hospital in Chigoria. So they were our connection points. And Beth and Larry did an amazing amount of planning um, and getting our itinerary together and with Janelle uh, coordinating us uh, our trip. So we really appreciate all that they did. Uh, the next slide, please. This is Tessa. She's uh, in college in Idaho right now, so she's not able to be with us, but she was part of the group. And then the next slide. Uh, I want to highlight Derek there in the middle. Uh, Derek is a Kenyan. He's a son of a pastor. He's 18 years old, and he basically spent the whole th- first three or four days with us uh, helping build the church. And then we were, we were like, all right, we got to go to the next place, Derek. Uh, we'll see you later. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't go with you. And so we got together. We talked about it. And we said, let's bring Derek to the next place. And we got to the next place. And, and then we said, oh, Derek, we, we got to leave you here. We got to go to the next place. And he's like, oh, I really wish I could go. And we're like, all right, come with us, Derek. You're coming. So Derek ended up making the whole big uh, trip with us. He was with us for all 13 days. So he is, our, he is our local Kenyan teammate there, and all of us uh, thoroughly enjoyed friendship with him. Uh, we're all WhatsApping him still and all kinds of stuff uh, now that we're here. So he is a friend of ours, and uh, I would love to see him in Alaska someday. That would be awesome for him to come visit us. So that was our team, plus uh, all of us here. So what we're going to do is uh, just ask a few questions of those uh, that are sitting here, and we'll start off with uh, Tim, if Tim can have the microphone. So, Tim, what part of the trip seemed most valuable to you on reflection? Um, well, right there you can see uh, leaning out of the wall, screwing the metal sheets to the steel framing. Um, that was big for us. Um, we raised the money through our church to buy those steel panels um, in Ilkeo. 
And then we went on to Chigoria, and two days before we left, we got an email through Brian and Beth of a need for building a pavilion for a place for the children to, children of the missionary people there um, to play and uh, the adults to congregate and have fellowship together. So I grabbed a handful of drafting tools, and away we went. And while we were there, I met with Pastor Peter from Isiolo Church, who is also an engineer. And then one day we sat down and made, uh, drew plans up and a lumber list, materials list, and provided that to the hospital administration, uh, submitted it to them for building it. So. Right. Awesome. So that was unexpected. We didn't know that was going to happen. But as many of you know, Tim is uh, he's uh, works in construction. So his skills were incredibly valuable uh, during that project and obviously for the uh, design of that pavilion that hopefully will be built in the future. So, Miss Malia, uh, what what do you think you learned the most or uh, grew from the most from your experience in Kenya? So this was my first time outside of the country, so it was really interesting from going to a place like America all the way to a place like Kenya. Um, and I think I really learned the difference between happiness and joyfulness. Um, I feel like we, here we are happy, and there they are joyful. And they have so little, but they are so joyful, and they are so thankful. And they, oh man, they're all about family there, and their hearts are just such, like, so pure. And so it was really being able to come back here and apply that to my life and just be really joyful about what I have here and not what I want necessarily. So that was um, a very big learning lesson for me. All right, awesome. And Malia is majoring in journalism in, uh, at UAA, so she was able to use some of her gifts uh, interviewing, doing some uh, in, in-depth interviews with some people that we ran across while we were in Kenya. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, yeah, I got to do some interviews and um, chat with the people, mostly in the Maasai County. The girl on the screen, her name is Faith. She's 11, and she ro- walks, a, I want to say, five miles to school every day. So it takes her about four hours round trip to get to and from school, and she does it every day. And she loves school so much. She's like, oh, I just... It's just what I do. It's just part of life. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I would never. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just like hearing the people's stories of um, what they have to go through, and they're just, it's just life. It's just what they do. And so um, I heard a lot of good stories and a lot of sad stories about unemployment and deaths in the family due to HIV. Um, and just it was really rewarding to get to hear their stories and be able to write about them and learn all about what they're going through. So very cool, using, using her gifts out there. All right, Thad. Uh, what do you? Th- what part of the trip do you think seemed most valuable? Um, for me, I really appreciated building like the walls on that metal church as well. Um, but personally, what I found most valuable were the relationships that we got to have with the people there. Um, like my dad mentioned, Derek, um, we got to spend a lot of time with him, and I found it really. Um, I really appreciated uh, getting to know him. He had a little brother. Um, so the bus rides for the first couple days, I got to just, like, chill in the back of the bus with uh, his younger brother and, like, show him how to do the Rubik's Cube and stuff like that. Uh, we played Uno in the back of the bus a lot. Um, so for me, just the relationships that I got to have with these uh, people was what I found really valuable. All right. Awesome. Uh, how about Byron? Byron, I'm going to change it up on you. What are, the most, what are you most thankful for after uh, processing everything that we did in Kenya? I think the 
one of the biggest things I'm thankful for is just spending the time with these the rest of this crew here. We uh, every day we covered uh, Philippians, and uh, it was so meaningful to me. And uh, I felt like an outsider because uh, I didn't know any of these people really to begin with, and they just drew me in and helped me out. And I think that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome to see uh, Byron become uh, a real meaningful part of our group. Byron was the prayer warrior in the Chagoria Hospital um, when we were doing hospital ministry. So we really appreciated his heart and uh, yeah, everything he did to make our team awesome. All right. Uh, Kaylee, you're up next. What, uh, what impacted you the most, Kaylee? Um. I think one of the most impactful parts of the trip was just learning about everybody's story. And the last day we were there, we went and visited a couple of the Covenant churches near Nairobi. And um, Pastor Simon and John, um, we went to their churches, and they were just kind of telling us about what they were doing. Um, Pastor John was the one with the Congolese. Pastor Simon was the one with the um, who has this church just full of Congolese refugees who are coming and like they're just it was just really cool to hear his story and how he pours his whole heart into the church and his finances and just like time and everything and they have this massive church with a huge congregation of these refugees who are have a huge need for just help in learning English and Swahili and um, it was just really cool to hear what they were doing and all the work that they were doing um, there and how grateful they were for just like the buildings I think that was something that's kind of something we take for granted here just the fact that we have this beautiful building and warmth and you know all right thank you all right so Heidi you're next and uh, Heidi's going to be a little bit of a, a side question here but behind the scenes as we're going to all these different places some ministry was happening um because of uh, Heidi and a lot of work that she and others did prior to leaving here in Eagle River. So Heidi's going to elaborate uh, briefly on that uh, and what that was all about. Why don't you tell them about that ministry? Okay, so when Beth and Larry were here a year ago, Beth told me about um, the good period. And what that is, um, the University of North Dakota um, created a pattern for reusable feminine products. So from there, when Beth was telling me, I said, yes, we can do that. We can make some of these products to take um, to Kenya. And, boy, it was life-changing for me. Um, And, again, I just want to say thank you to the body. But uh, these products for these young women and older women, it does change their lives. Um, Some girls are able to go to school, which they wouldn't be able to go um, and further their education, and part of that is multifaceted because um, if if they're not educated, they don't seem to have the value to their family, and so then they are married off or sold off at a very young age. And with that, um, there are women, young girls, that, that are prostituting themselves just to get a feminine product so they can live life that we take a little for granted. So... Um, Many people helped in the process of creating these kits. And when we um, arrived in Chagoria, there's a woman called Millicent. And uh, her daughter is at the University of North Dakota. But um, 
she gave Janelle and I a teaching on how uh, we, well, actually it was a lesson, and so we could go into the covenant churches and teach um, young women about um, how their body changes. So basically it was, um, I want to say sex ed, but it was more than that um, because some of the women, uh, they... They need it for, actually, anyways, I'll skip that. Um, I just lost my train of thought. However, I I just really appreciate that we were able to um, bring something that we take kind of for granted in the U.S. um, that's a life changer for somebody in Kenya So um, with that, uh, there was other things about uh, uh, female circumcision, which is, if you don't know much about it, if you read about it, it's brutal, it's brutality. And in Kenya, they are trying to change that. Um, When we got back from Kenya, there was an article in the paper, and there's a Kenyan woman who has stood up, and she feels like she's changed lives, like 55,000 women that... um, have not had to go through that. So, anyways, um, Janelle can finish up with the the education part of it because she's a great teacher, and I appreciate that. Right? All right. So, (laughs) Janelle's like, what? No, Janelle knows. She does. She even has a picture, the next picture she'll talk about here in a second. But all this ministry was going on kind of behind the scenes as we go to each place. Uh, the ladies would give these things out, and there's a lot of work that went on here on the ground in Eagle River prior to that. Heidi did an amazing job um, coordinating all that and doing a lot of the work herself. But Tim, Byron, myself, some others were able to uh, surge these things on little sewing machine sergers here in Eagle River. So if, if you wonder what you might be doing if you join a mission team group, you could be surging women's products before you go, okay? I just want you to know that. It's, uh, it's one of the things that might happen. All right, so Janelle, go ahead. What's my question? <laughs> just go ahead and touch on what All right, so to tag on what Heidi was talking about, um, I picked this picture of me in action. I'm hardly seen there on the left. This is in the Isiolo Church, the last covenant church. And Heidi and I got the privilege of sharing this this teaching that Millicent gave us the day prior, which really was in-depth. Um, we talked about sexual purity. We talked about God's design for bodies for both men and women um, and changes to expect. We talked about drug and alcohol abstinence. We talked about the female cutting, um, a variety of things to really equip these women so that we were not only giving them life-changing products, but hopefully broadening their minds and raising their value and reminding them or educating them that they're made in God's image and that God has a plan to bring them hope in a future. And uh, I would say that this was the most impactful thing for me to know that as we were handing these kits, that by the way, um, if you want to sew them, talk to Heidi and I because we are very motivated. And I, she's already sewing more to send with someone. Uh, but if you want to sew, contact us. But to know that as we were sending these kits and handing them to a young girl, that we were literally guaranteeing that she was going to have a brighter future than the morning that she woke up before she got this kit. She's going to get to stay in school. She's probably not going to be a child bride. Um, she's hopefully going to stay away from dr- drug and alcohol or sex outside of marriage. Um, 
and really secure a better future for her. So that was moving. I mean, powerful. Um, I also was reminded we are so blessed to have Western facilities. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But the team knows what I'm talking about. Super grateful to have the facilities that we have available here in the U.S. And then the very first picture that you saw of us in the church um, quickly We finished the church on Wednesday, putting up the walls that Tim talked about. And that Sunday, they were holding church services. And that Monday, 40 kids came and started attending school there that had not previously had school available to them. So talk about life-changing. Those of us that were at the mission auction, we raised money for those sheet metal walls. We are not only providing a church building for people to have, you know, safe from the elements, but also kids are getting to be educated. So super life-changing stuff. All right, thank you. All right, Jordan. All right. Um, what part of the trip seemed most valuable to you on the look back? Um, I would have to say um, going to the hospital in Shigoria. Um There, there was a lot of um, people that had broken bones and stuff. A lot of them from like motorcycle accidents. Um, and um, me, Thad, Byron, Brian, and Jensen went around to each each bed on the men's side and prayed for every man um, there. And some were um, teenagers and some were older men. And four four men while we were going around or in that day um, gave their life to Christ. So that was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, you can clap for that. That's all right. All right. Yeah. So I I really valued how um, we impacted them there. Um, and I also valued um, how genuine all the people were. Um, like Thad was saying, uh, I don't know, maybe last service, he was talking about how materialistic um, Westerners seem to be. But them, they don't really care about that at all. I mean, they do, like, of course, like, a little bit. But they're, like, their main goal is to, like, be happy and have their family and just that kind of stuff. So it really changed my perspective on life and what I view as, as important. So I really value how like happy they were and joyful and all the relationships I was building with them. So that was really awesome to see there. All right. Thank you. And finally, Jensen, what are you most thankful for, Jensen? Um, I am most thankful for probably this team and then just kind of, A, that, the dynamic, how amazing it was and how much unity we had, but also um, seeing others' eyes open for the first time to poverty around the world and to, again, like the difference between happiness and joy. Um, And for me personally, I was really convicted and encouraged to be more bold here because it's really easy when you're away in the middle of nowhere, you know, speaking to people that you're never going to see again to be like, let me tell you about Jesus. Can I pray for you? But I want to be like that at my university. I want to be like that, um, you know, in the mall in America instead of the market in Kenya or, like, in addition to. Um, so I think I'm most thankful for the eye-opening experience it was in, sense, in the sense that um, God can use us across the world, but he also can and does and wants to use us in our community, and so to be more intentional with that. All right, awesome. So a couple more photos here to finish. Uh, oh yeah, that's me standing against the wall. The the greatest thing that I can possibly do as a missionary is stand against walls. <laughs> Next slide. 
All right. Um, this is the church that we helped build in the, in the final product there with the paint on the doors and uh, the walls are all up. And that's the group that we hung out with for those three or four days. Next slide. This is the church up there uh, in the Muslim country. As you can see, there's a church inside of a church because they just had put on a new roof in the big building and they were going to tear the smaller building down. That was the older church inside. And then the next uh, slide, this is one of the churches we visited on the last day prior to coming home, uh, a church near Nairobi that's connected with the Covenant Church. So if I could finish this uh, just by praying real quick and thanking Jesus for uh, him putting this whole trip together. Jesus, I just thank you so much for your coordination, your planning, your putting this team together, God, all the, the support from the senders that allowed us to go there financially and everything else that it took for us to get there. I just thank you that, that you're Lord of it all, that you are the great provider, the great planner. And I just pray, God, that uh, we would hear your voice, we would listen, and we would go, and we would send. In your name, amen. All right, thank you. In Luke 15, it says, So he told them this, What man among you, if he has 100 sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 and go after the one which is lost? The team is going to sing a song now that reminds us that God cares about each and every one. And if he can orchestrate a team from Eagle River, Alaska to go all the way over to Kenya, he can also stir in our hearts the knowledge that he not only loves us, but loves our neighbors and maybe stir us to cross the street to speak to someone at a desk or a cubicle next to us, but be the instruments that demonstrate and communicate that amazing reckless love that he has for his people. <laughs> 